0: What if someone changed all your thoughts about aliens? You know, the little green men or tall gray-shaped men? It is in our human nature to fear what is unknown. Though, what if aliens were evolved humans? I'm your host, Anne, and joined by my producer, Eddie V. Hi there. We are so humbled and blessed to have spoken to Judy Carroll. Judy is an author, Reiki healer, and teacher. She joins us on this episode of Unexplained Realms, the podcast, to share her mission here on Earth and help us understand more about what we call aliens. How are you? I'm oh, good, thanks.
1: Is that Anne I'm speaking
0: to? Yes, this is Anne, and my producer, Eddie, is here too.
1: day. Hi there. <laughs> are we on audio or video? Do you want to well,
0: do video? We can do audio. It's fine. It's for a podcast.
1: Yep, yeah, okay, no worries. Yeah.
0: So, um, how's your weather out there? Is it is it cool or is it hot? Oh,
1: it's just lovely today, and we're in the middle of spring at the moment, so it's just nicely warming up. Uh, it's actually a little bit cooler today. It's probably about oh, low 80s, in, in your language, I've got to think, could we use the, um, this, uh, the other one, you know? Yeah, what do you
0: call it? <laughs> the Fahrenheit, the other one. Anyway. Right, we're we're Fahrenheit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit warm for us. We're we're late summer, early fall, and it's it's pretty warm still here for us.
1: Yeah, 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 so, yeah. you'll be starting to get a bit cool still, you know. Hopefully, yeah, winter. Um, yeah.
0: So I I read a little bit about you and, and a little bit in your books. I read that this began in your 30s. Do you do you uh, recall anything happening before that?
1: Uh, just just come again? What what, what you, was it you read?
0: You read I read that you began having these encounters in your 30s. Did you ever have uh, any prior to
1: that? Yes, I did. Um during my childhood, I wasn't really Consciously aware, um, but I was it was really hard to explain it's like as if there was two brains working in my head And I went through a lot of fear because I knew something was going on and I do remember being taken by this tall woman um, To board a train that was what my child's mind told me, but it was actually going on a ship um, So yeah, I did have some contact in my childhood, but not as conscious as when I got into my 30s That's
0: amazing um, mm. your your story and your, your your story is in your books, and obviously we want listeners to read your books. but can you give us a little bit of background you know the encounters and experiences that you 've had, and maybe your first encounter, like when you were in your thirties that you really recall?
1: Yeah, well, I had a really major one in my thirties. Um, my husband and I were living out on an acreage property, and um, his parents were over this particular afternoon. It was a Sunday afternoon. And um, I started feeling a bit like I was coming down with the flu, And I went upstairs to a bedroom to lie down and went into the, uh, the, uh, the state of paralysis that a lot of people experience um, during contact. Um, at that stage, I didn't realise what, what it was, so I was scared. And I could hear this loud, roaring sort of buzzing sound in my head. And the next minute, I became aware of three of the greys standing in the room with me, Um, in such full sort of physical reality they're actually blocking light coming in through a window to my left and they started communicating with me as soon as i saw them all my fear dissipated because i recognized them straight away as family and one of them made a joke with me that i would hidden myself away in the country for way too long it was time for me to get back to work and they then went on to explain that I needed to learn to meditate because up until that point I'd been a professional dancer so I wasn't sort of into spiritual stuff much. I was very physically oriented. So they explained to me that I would have to learn to meditate and the way for me to do that would be through Tai Chi which at that point in time I'd hardly heard of. I mean you know this was the early 1980s in Australia and No, the new-agey sort of thing hadn't really hit here yet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, they explained to me that it would help me to learn to meditate, and they also explained to me that I needed to learn a um, natural healing modality. So anyway, over the next three years, some amazing coincidences happened. My whole life changed. We did move from the country back into the city um, uh People moved next door. Who the lady was a meditator. She'd been meditating for ten years, and her meditation teacher had just moved up from down south. So I was invited to join their group. So I joined this meditation group where we trained in channeling um, and automatic writing, things like that. And I never felt real comfortable with the channeling because with the greys, they don't communicate verbally. They communicate telepathically and so trying to channel them it was always a real struggle i was coughing and they were struggling with my voice mechanism so what they did they turned uh, my attention more into automatic writing and a a massive number of lovely uplifting messages came through through the automatic writing Um, but it was actually being used as training to get me used to the idea of writing because they had the plans down the track for me to write books so that was what happened there i took up tai chi and absolutely loved it i finally Mm -hmm. came to realize why they wanted me to do it because tai chi is known as moving meditation and um they wanted me to use it as a way of learning to meditate but also as a way of remaining grounded because when you're doing Tai Chi it's wonderful for balancing the left and right hemispheres of the brain which Mm -hmm. is exactly what I've needed to write my books because I sort of channel them through the information so I'm sort of half there and half here but I've got to be able to stay grounded enough to be able to write down what I'm being given so that was fantastic training and then the other thing that happened um was uh, a fellow came along to learn tai chi off me who had just done reiki one and i was being trained in spiritual healing in a meditation group that i could feel the energy coming out of this this fellow's hands was much much stronger He joined our meditation group, and at the beginning of each um, session, we used to all hold hands around the circle and say the Lord's Prayer. And he happened to be sitting next to me, and I could feel the energy coming out of his hand that wasn't coming out of the hand of the person next to me who was right into professional healing. So I thought to myself, well, you know, I'm going to have to investigate this and down the track um, I was given the opportunity to learn Reiki so um, basically everything that the Greys told me in that first meeting came true, I'm now teaching Tai Chi and I teach Reiki, practicing mm-hmm. both regularly and uh, of course then the books followed, so that's basically my story they wanted me to tell the story of ET contact from their perspective rather than from the earth human perspective so that's why i was encouraged to write
0: amazing that's just truly amazing why do you think that you were selected personally
1: why why did i say why
0: why do you believe you were selected is do you think that there's a Uh, reason i
1: i was actually um when i was planning this life, I came in as what's called a melded soul. In my last life I was a Zeta Gray and I was involved in the mission of the you know, the planetary shift that's happening at the moment, right back in the in the early, you know, nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. And when I passed over, I cho- chose to be born back into a Earth human body in the early nineteen fifties so that I could fully experience what it is to be human. But before my birth, I made the decision to come in with what's called a melded or blended soul. Mm -hmm. And what that is, um, it's at the time of our shifting from our pure energy state of oneness, prior to birth, um, to become an individuated physical being, we synchronize energetically with two different planetary cultures rather than with the usual one. So I synchronize energetically both with the earth human culture and with the grey culture, you know, the higher E T culture. And so that that's the reason why I've received all this contact. Um, because I chose to come in that way. Like to act as a bridge and an ambassador between the two races. So this is basically why I received this information. It was a pre birth right. decision. As it is with everyone.
0: Right how does one know if they've been selected would would it just come to them would they know Uh, or
1: yeah yes yes You, you sort of have all through your childhood you have this feeling that um there's something else going on it as I say it's really hard to describe it's like as if you've got two brains working in your head and you're aware of both at the same time most people who have been Selected or have co- or have chosen to be selected. It's it's actually a free will, free birth choice we make for contact with off planet people. And through your whole life, you just feel this awareness, and you know, you know when they make contact, you know it. There's no no mistaking about
0: it. Wow. Okay. I I went to your web page uh, and I saw the the meditation v- video. Um, absolutely uh, loved it. I'm heavily into meditation myself. Um, how important do you think that is to our planet? I mean, if we were able to gain participation from large amounts of humans, could we heal the planet individually? Could we heal the planet as a collective? Yes, yes. Look, it's
1: extremely important at the moment. Um, We're going through a number of planetary harmonic convergences. Uh, There's been two this this year, and there's another one coming in on the 21st of December this year. And What people need to understand is that we create our reality through the way we think. Quantum physics is proving this. So people really, really need at this stage to start tuning into positivity rather than negativity. But, of course, everything down here is trying to stop us. Um, Absolutely. You know, so much negativity being put out online and in the news, etc., etc. But what we have to learn to do is to practice compassionate non-attachment and just, just not get sucked into it all. Uh, The timing is really important Because there's two major planetary cycles As I talk about in my Extraterrestrial Presence on Earth book There are two major cycles That are in the process of changing over now And that's what this um, Planetary shift is all about That the um, poking people And the Mayans spoke about We're shifting from fourth to fifth world consciousness
0: Right Um, I, I specifically loved the part Where you talk about humans of the earth they're like children Um, like this is level one like the kindergarten Um, I love that I I believe that fully that that's truly what's happening here but um, can you elaborate on that a little bit just a little bit more
1: yes yes Um, back in 2001 um, a, a family that I was contacted by who was starting to have very very full on contact experiences in their home the mother of the family, Helene Kay, is co-author of the, uh, one of my other books entitled The Zeta Message.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, she had, has, one of her children was, was receiving very full unconscious contact from a Zeta elder by the name of Oris. And during the process of this, this contact, Oris gave us a teaching on what the greys refer to as the human ladder. And what it is, it's 10 what they call galactic levels, but they're not actually physical places. They're levels of um, conscious awareness, expanding conscious awareness. And he explained to us that planet Earth, along with a number of other universal cultures, are on level one, which means that we can access about 10% of our potential conscious awareness. As we evolve up the ladder through multiple lives, we are then able to access 20%, 30%, 40%, etc. cetera, as we go up through levels two, three, four, and up to the top of 10, which is basically source energy or angelic realms as people down here think of it, where we become pure mm-hmm. mind. We move right away from physical or the need for physical existence. So this, this is what um, I'm talking about here. Earth plane humans are right down on level one. But the planetary shift is to do with moving up to level two. So this is why people need to break through the fear barrier, which is what um, confines our ability to access more conscious awareness. And this is what all the testing and difficulties is going on on planet Earth at the moment. Planet Earth is a school planet, and people are being tested to see if they can move past the fear barrier and move
0: more into unconditional love. I 100% believe that you are correct. I, I do. What we see every day, it's it's mind blowing. But you do. You have to look at it. That this is a training zone for us. It's got to be. And <laughs> so, some people
1: seem to be yeah. <laughs> evolved more than others. I mean, there. If if we're down here, if we are level one some people aren't even up to that level <laughs> right
0: <laughs> um so if someone is pretty much at you know at that right level and they've reached this higher consciousness if they were to have contact would it be really obvious or would it not be obvious would it would they just show up in your room the greys or would would it be something that's more um subtle um no, it would be
1: pretty obvious because okay what happens as you move up to levels you start opening up to 4d consciousness which is happening at the moment like fourth dimension i mean um and then fifth dimension sixth dimension so yeah you, you become much more aware um on deeper levels i'm not just talking about you know seeing et's and seeing ghosts and things it's not so much about visualizing it's more about realizations um, there was a very, very good comment by the uh, uh, by a Buddhist nun by the name of Tenzin Palmo in a book by Vicki Mackenzie on mm-hmm. reincarnation, and Tenzin Palmo said that spiritual growth. Uh, development is not about getting visualizations it's about getting realizations and this is what the buddhists talk about self-realization so as we evolve up through the levels of the human ladder we become more and more self-realized and we understand that we have a part of ourselves on every level of the ladder so that often when a higher evolved teacher or an ET or someone comes down and makes contact with us here, they're actually a, a part of our own higher self. They're a part of our own soul. Wow. This is why we feel such comfort and, and familiarity with them.
0: Wow. It's amazing. Um So I noticed, I don't know if I read it on your website or in your book, it talked about that there are many like you. Um, Do you know how many or do you know any of them, anyone famous or anything like that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's there's quite quite a lot of us down here. Um, Not a lot of famous ones, no. The, The star people come down here. Um, tend to take a more low profile. Mm-hmm. We're part of what Dolores Cannon spoke about in one of, oh, well, actually, I think a couple of her books, of the three waves of volunteers who, mm-hmm. who volunteered to come down here. People have been coming in since about probably the 1930s or 1940s, right through to the present-day Star Children, to assist humanity in the shift. Mm -hmm. And these people who have come in as volunteers don't even need to be consciously aware of the fact. It's just purely their energy that they're putting out is assisting with the shift, even if they don't realize who they are and what they're here for.
0: Wow. Um, So when, when they do make contact, the greys... Is it uh. is it like stereotypical? Like everyone thinks they come in a spaceship and you know they land somewhere, or is it more? My thought would be more of a conscious situation. They they come use of their mind to arrive here, as
1: opposed to the physical
0: body. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, there's both um, because we're going through this planetary shift, which in Ireland in um, involves opening up more of our conscious awareness. Um, way, way back in the dawn of time, Earth humans had their DNA interfered with. So this has to be repaired. So in some cases, ETs do come here in actual ships. Not always actually 3D physical ships. Ships They can be of a higher frequency. Mm-hmm. And when you're taken up, you don't go in your physical body, you go in your astral form. I mean, some people yeah, are taken it. physically, but it's generally more in the astral form. Um, and we are being taken up for DNA repair to be done. A lot of healing takes place up on the ships. Sometimes um, we will just visit a planet, sometimes we're taken on a ship, you know, it's all, all different scenarios. Um, usually people wake up and find, you know, rays or other ETs in the room um, and they're lifted out of their body. As happened to me when I had my contact back in 1983 that was what the paralysis is about when you're being lifted or or you are lifting yourself out of your physical body to make telepathic communication easier
0: right and that would kind of explain people stating they were abducted and they had these terrifying experiences it just seems terrifying because it's unknown to you but it very much is probably healing you know
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, it is very hard when you're in a human body. You get The body has like a physiological-type response to anything that you don't understand. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, this is the reason why I chose not to consciously be aware of my, the ET side of my um, nature when I was a child because I wanted to experience the fear so that I can now help others with it. Uh, I, I did I went through a huge amount of fear I, I was scared uh, of the dark I was scared of someone coming into the house and taking me mm-hmm. and well I, and I was being taken up onto the ship I now realize um but I had to experience that fear so that I would had it have empathy with others who were going through it which I do right yeah
0: it, um amazing stuff makes it makes it puts things in Perspective, you know, when people say they're kidnapped or abducted and they're they're prodded and poked at, it may not necessarily be that. It may be just, um, you know, healing procedures, whatever they do. So
1: yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Um, up on the ship, it's very, very hard to communicate. I have memories of being up on the ship as a grey, trying to communicate with an Earth human who was absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't I couldn't get through to him because of the state of terror. It was, it was like he'd wrapped himself in a cocoon of fear. Oh, yeah. um, and I can remember um, literally, you know, telepathing, at him, at the top of my voice, trying to say, look, it's okay, we're not going to hurt you, you know, you've been here before, don't be scared, but I just couldn't get through.
0: Right and and that's really I mean if you look at history of people saying they've, they've been abducted, no one comes back injured. no one comes back harmed. The only thing they, the only thing they come back with is their own mental state and just our own attachments to we, we identify things this is fearful, this is scary. So we you know they, they just keep their own little their what's the words um, they lock themselves away in their own brain in their mind. So they didn't yeah they don't accept yeah. what yeah. could possibly be happening versus I got abducted by an alien, and somehow that transpires into I got harmed, but technically that's they right. didn't
1: that's right. technically that's they right. didn't so yeah, yeah, so. and I mean Earth humans are very frightened of anything that's different. there is quite right. a lot of xenophobia that goes on down here. I mean they don't trust people of other cultures, let alone people right. from other planets. Right.
0: <laughs> so we're definitely not ready for any any main visit from, from another planet because if we can't accept our own cultures and races, then how would we accept something from another planet? Well yeah, you look at and you definitely. look at like how primitive man
1: explained away different things that they couldn't understand with their mind and their consciousness at the time. You know what I mean? Such as religion Certain, you know what I'm coming from. Different, different things they yeah. couldn't explain. So the same would yeah. be going on today if you're talking about a higher uh, level of intelligence or you know being. You know,
0: we explain it away as I got abducted by some horrible and creature. Yeah, think you're
1: crazy because they are not prepared to understand. Right. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, I understand from the human perspective, the grays do look weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is, is they put out a very high-frequency energy that actually affects the human body on a physical level. Right. Um, this used to happen to us with this teacher, Oris, when he used to visit my friend's house. If you'd be there, um, if he stayed for any length of time, you'd become aware of this sort of coldness and internal shivering. That It's really hard to explain mm-hmm. it until you've experienced it. And he would sometimes have to cut his visit short because it was affecting us so much. Wow. And I mean you know, we're melded soul people down here so we have
0: a foot in both camps and yet it was still affecting us. So I can imagine how humans react oh, to it. I can imagine yeah. Yeah. Just amazing stuff. I I really hope that people the human race can meditate more, unlock their attachments and, and work collectively to heal ourselves and the earth and maybe all move forward to another level you know
1: yeah 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 well that's what's really necessary we need the hundred monkey effect to happen on planet earth for people to move past the fear and start focusing on unconditional love rather than all the divisiveness and warmongering and things that goes on Right. Um, you know, not not building walls against each other, but coming into a state of oneness, understanding that we're all part of the universe, we're all part of God, we've all got the essence of God within us. No one is different. You know, we're all the same.
0: Right. Wow. I mean, you've given us um, tremendous information. I, I, I think our listeners are going to love hearing this. Um, I won't keep you too much longer, so thank you so much.
1: Um, oh, look, it's my pleasure, Anne. I just love to be able to speak to people like this.
0: Absolutely. Get get, get it out there, larger yeah. and larger, you know, yeah. volumes. So um,
1: yeah. A couple of things that would be useful maybe uh, to the listeners is could you define the gray and what was the other one, Zeta? Yeah, um, when when I use the term grey, I know the term grey down here is a, it has very negative connotations. Um, but the the proper genuine greys are all insectoid type humans. What people don't understand is humans down here were created out of a primate species, and that's where evolution comes in. Um, yeah. It's it's not like they say in the bible but it's not like Darwin's theory either it's a combination of both so earth humans are mammalians whereas there are beings on other planets that have been developed out of reptilians or insectoids or, or whatever the avians there are many 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 different types of humans throughout the universe so the ones that i refer to specifically as grays are the ones who are insectoid type humans the zeta reticulans are a race of greys. There are many, many different ones. Greys, it's, it's a little bit like down here on Earth. There are more insectoid species on Earth than any other <laughs> right. type of species but in the right. universe. The insectoid humans, there yeah. many, many, many different insectoid humans. Right. Uh, the mantids the are all
0: uh-huh.
1: well, beautiful cells. And, and the zeta reticulans are just one Grey
0: rice out of many. Wow, that's great! Great information. Um, good clarification. So, yeah.
1: Well, I wanted to have that straight away, but better late <laughs> yeah. than never.
0: Yeah, Well, thank you so much yeah, for your time. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, are you there? Did we lose you?
1: Yeah. Oh no, i just I just lost you for a couple of
0: minutes. Okay. Yeah, can you hear me? Under. Yeah, we can hear
1: you. Yeah, you're coming and going a bit. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, maybe that means it's time to let you go. <laughs> thank you so much for, for all of this information. Um, you, you'll hear the podcast and uh, we'll feature this story on the actual website. And um, hopefully our listeners and viewers love it as much as we have. So thank you. Well,
1: wonderful. Thank you very much, Anne.
0: You Bye. have a great thank rest you of have. your day. Bye-bye. Wow, what an amazing story. And she's so vibrant, even through audio. I hope our listeners love this interview as much as we do. Me too. Thank you for listening to Unexplained Realms, the podcast. Support for this podcast comes from Anchor.fm and V
1: Media Studios. Find out more about us at UnexplainedRealms.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.